fight me. Hello and welcome to Fight Me. Me. I'm Julia Steyer. And I'm Bacola Ogunmola. And I love vampires. And I do not. And we're tired. (laughs) Okay. Just come out and admit it. We celebrated our friend's birthday last night. Yes. And we're just two sleepy gals right now. Yeah. But I'm excited. Um, This is, uh, today we're watching something that brings both you and Nikhil Pai, who was on season two, episode one of the podcast, uh, so much joy. Yes. Oh, so, so much, much joy. We are watching. Do you want to re- do the big reveal? I'll do the drums. I love that. Thank you so much. You didn't say what kind of drums, so I just, you know, got um, fancy. But okay, we're doing Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which you've already read. <laughs> the TV show. The TV show, not the movie, which is apparently a completely different um thing it is oh yeah so the movie is like joss whedon wrote the movie it came out oh and it didn't do i think so hot Mm. um kind of became like a cult classic and then what i think but i think like enough people were intrigued by the idea of like a cheerleader who is a vampire slayer Mm -hmm. um that they were like well let's take this character and just expand it um and so they you know and, and it's honestly the show is so good and, like, I started, like, a mini Buffy revolution at my high school. Oh, nice. I don't know what happened. So, like, the chronology of me and my vampire obsessions <laughs> have been, you know, 12 years old was Twilight. Count the time. Let's see, we're what? Not even two minutes in. Not even two minutes in. Um, so, Twilight, obviously, when I was, like, 12. Then Vampire Diaries when I was, like, 14, 15, mm-hmm. 16, like, that mm-hmm. kind of area. And then... When I was 17, I saw Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the first time. And the reason we watched it is because my mom was getting her master's in reading and literacy at the time. Mm. And all of the research papers she was reading kept talking about Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon and Buffy. And my mom was like, okay, well, like, I feel like we should watch it, it, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, all of my papers at school are, are talking about this. From the name Buffy the Vampire Slayer, for some reason, in my head, I had always heard the name, Mm -hmm. and I thought it was, like, some weird cartoon. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah, it's just, it's (laughs) such a strange name that, like, is truly popular because of the show. Yes, yes. I I had never heard the name before. Yeah. And so we put it on, and my mom had kind of, my parents had actually watched it a little bit before me, and... It was actually my mom who was like, uh, I think you should watch this show. And I was she like, what? So well. She does. And she was like, she was like, you have to give it a couple episodes to really get into it. So I'm going to be curious to hear like what you think about the pilot. Cause it really is kind of like a, it hooks you, I would say by like episode three. Uh, okay. So like just the initial pilot is not always enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be very curious to hear what you have to say about that. But yeah, so I watched it, absolutely fell in love with it. Got, like, super into it. Started making all of my friends watch it. And, yeah, like, by the end of it, I had, like, a little group of friends who were all watching it. I got a Buffy DVD for every, like, birthday and graduation. Oh, my gosh. I was giving it to people. I found a nail, um, I think it's, like, Wet and Wild or something. It's one, of the, it's one of the little, like, nail polish companies did a Buffy the Violet Slayer. Oh, uh, and so it was, like, I, I kept giving everyone, like, pur- this purple nail polish for all their birthdays. Like, oh. I just, like, like I said, like... Oh, I actually think, I think it was in the monologue I wrote for you for the pandemic papers where mm-hmm. I even talked about, I was like, my obsession for Angel and Buffy the Vampire Slayer yes. was my personality yep, my yep, senior yep, year yep, of high yep. school. You said that. Yep. I, and then, <laughs> and then I made you say it. it. Yeah. 
Um, so that's what I have like a board game. Mm. Um, I have, I have all the DVD seasons except for season four because I really did not like that season. And then I'm trying to think. Oh, and then one of the, um, one of like the main villains of season five, I want to say, uh, is a USC grad. And so he came and like spoke, um, at USC my freshman year. So I like got a picture of me and Danny Strong. Um, oh, Danny Strong, the writer? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, one of his, like, first big things was Buffy. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I just... And then I loved Buffy. Actually, specifically, I love David Boreanaz so much, who plays Angel mm-hmm. in Buffy. I have not watched Angel, the spinoff series, because I'm not the biggest fan of spinoff series. Mm-hmm. But when he, like, got off the show, I, like, missed him so much that I started watching Bones, because he's on yeah, that. Bones, yeah. <laughs> that show is. is good. Aww. With uh, Zoe Deschanel's sister. Yeah. What is her oh, first gosh. name? She's also a Deschanel. She's so good. She is fantastic. I can see her face. Emily. Emily, thank you. I was like... Yeah. But tell me your thoughts. What are you hoping for? What are you expecting? Um, What network was this on? WB. Oh, and this was like WB when it was WB and not CW, yeah. <laughs> but not, it was also like... I'm pretty sure it was WB. This was pre... I guess they are still doing the same things just with like a younger cast. We're getting older, maybe. I'm expecting it to be like young and sexy and moody and all the things that you want from these movies. Yes. <laughs> so, but I don't know if I'll get that all in the first episode because they have so much time to build out on those type of things. Yeah, I'm assuming... Uh, Buffy is a vampire slayer and just like um, and just like a good plot she probably falls for a vampire because just like in Charmed where Phoebe falls in love with a demon and her sister falls in love with an angel spoiler alert um, or, I never got that far that sounds good oh it's fantastic and the guy that plays the demon he's just so hot I ended up watching like the first two seasons of Nip Tuck because he was on it and that so show you get it, really you get it. Up. You follow the cute guys to their other shows. Yeah, I do, I do. Um, I feel you. Um, this was also like almost fifteen, more than fifteen years ago. So like, um, I watched every single episode of that first charmed. Every single episode. Um, and I shouldn't have. I was way too young. But oh. we're not even going to talk about that. But yeah, so like, I would assume that a good plot line is that, like, and we, you keep talking about Angel. I'm assuming that a good plot line is that, like, Angel is a vampire that's trying to be good because that's the stuff that you like. And, um, <laughs> and Called that's up. their dilemma. But it does creep me out that they're in high school, that uh, Buffy is a high school cheerleader. Yeah. And Angel's probably like 60 million years old. I don't understand what it is with these like 600 year old dudes that's like I've been waiting for you all my life small child it's like she can't even vote yet legally I'm dead and like, uh, the problem is, is like he also doesn't look like a teenager like he does look like a man he looks like he he looks like a, and he just keeps looking like a grown man it's okay if you know the 19 the, he's a the, tortured soul whatever the 1600s uh, was a rougher time you know <laughs> Um, he's a tortured soul. My soul is tortured too. I don't run around looking for young people's. That's so weird. Okay, that's fair. When you put it like that. Exactly. But it is, um, yeah, we do have this, uh, this, uh, as a society, this, um, want for women to stay youthful and almost like, um, 
a little too childish mm-hmm. where you, they can't make their own decisions legally mm-hmm. by the states they live in and something about that is um just incorporated i don't know if that is on purpose or if that i think it's a freudian slip uh with our collective um storytelling how we like and don't get me wrong me as a child too was like uh I hope Mr. Burns falls in love with me and takes me away. And now if Mr. Burns had looked at me sideways, I <laughs> truly, I would have written novels about that man. And he's still, he's a gorgeous man. He was a gorgeous man. Really loved Wait, him. Okay, Shout you out have to, to Mr. Burns. You have to tell me which Mr. Burns you're thinking of because I'm thinking of the one from Simpsons. That's so funny. I'm thinking of my seventh grade social studies teacher. That's hilarious. Um, he was fantastic. Okay, I'm glad it's not like a character I should know. I'm no, glad it's someone no, no. It's someone in my Nicola's life. Archives. Very specific. Yes. And that was his real name. I did not change names uh, to protect his identity. Um, Mr. Burns, if you hear this, I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much. He was fantastic. He was like one of the first teachers. Like, not first, but he was one of the best teachers. And he was... Um, a black man in a classroom teaching us and it was just like I was in awe of him and like all the boys listened to him and like all the girls were in love with him and just a solid dude that was like shut up sit down we're learning some social studies and we're like okay (laughs) (laughs) yes sir Um, yes sir Uh, um, but yeah I don't know it's it's uh I'm, I'm interested to see if they do the same thing that the Twilight does, where it's like, I'm going to keep you this age forever. Or once she starts to grow up, then he becomes unattracted to her. Oh. Um, which is what that happens all the time. All right, we got a little too deep. What is the plot line of this show? Oh, I don't know. Show? Okay, you had pulled it up. I did. See, I was prepared. You were prepared. And then my phone hit die to die. And then I, I got you on a tangent. Yes. I love it. I love a good Bacola. <laughs> um, deep dive. Okay. Sarah Michelle Gellar, she's so good in this, takes mm-hmm. on the role of Buffy Summers in this TV version of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, based on the film of the same title. Buffy is a slayer, one in a long line of young women chosen for a specific mission yeah. to seek out and destroy vampires, demons, mm-hmm. and other forces of darkness. Mm-hmm. Unlike her predecessors, Buffy establishes a group of supportive friends who aid her in her battles with evil, mm-hmm. including Willow, Xander, and Cordelia. Her battles with evil are frequent, since Sunnydale, where Buffy and her friends live, sits atop a gateway to the realm of the demons. Whoa. Okay, that's great placement. I love that. First of all, that's a great, um, what's the name? Uh, what do they call those things? Like synopsis? Just, so, yeah, synopsis. That's a great, though, though, I already see so many problems happen, happening. Like, this is, I understand why seasons happen, because they're, you're on the demon plot hold. You got names like Chrysanthemum and uh, Chardonnay. That's a lot. What is it? Xander, Willow, and Cordelia. Cordelia. And Willow is um, the... She's... How um, I Met Your Mother. Yes, I love her. Um, That's how I got my friend okay. to start watching this. Oh, from she How loved I Met Bella. Uh, Bella, oh my God. She loved Willow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Remember when I said we were tired? Wow. Bella, my goodness. Um, no, but yeah, that's like, I, I love that. I can, great logline, great logline. I think there will be neck uh, biting. Mm. I think there, it will be a little bloody, but not too bloody because it was on network TV. But this was also a time where, you know, we weren't punks about what we let kids watch on TV. <laughs> this is like 92. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So they were like, Neh. they were like, the the children will be fine. You know what? They, 
I'm telling you, the, the craziness that I used to watch when I was younger, and I, now I watch, and I'm like, that. why would my mother fully let me sit down and watch Clueless? Clueless. Paul Rudd is her brother. Thank you. They smoke weed. They I have so many issues with that plotline in Clueless. Oh my gosh, it's horrid. I'm like, that's disgusting. I feel like we talked about this in an earlier episode, though. Oh, did we? And I feel, But I feel like someone was supporting it. I'll have to go find Clueless? it again. Clueless? I don't know. It's weird. I feel like and, you were supporting it. You and were I like, they're not related. And they're, I was like, okay, they're not related. And I was like, it's still gross. And they're not related. That's not the gross part. I'm just saying, uh, it's, it is, um, it was just not a great plot line for us. Like, Life with Derek, have you ever seen that show? <gasps> oh my god, I forgot. They had a lot of uncomfortable sexual tension. Did they- they did. They did. In the show, it was a little, it was uncomfortable. And it got so bad that people started writing fan fiction about them. And they read it out loud. They, these Canadian Disney kids, and they weren't kids. We're all the, they're in their thirties now. So they were like, they were in their like early, like early twenties, late, like late teens, early twenties. They were reading these like. On the show? Or no, they did, like, a video? Of they did a video on set and like read out some of the fan fiction. And I was like, please don't. Please do not. It was, it already made us uncomfortable that you and your stepsister were bickering like, like an old, not even an old married couple. They like were a hot like, and love yeah, couple. Yeah. It was just, it was oh uncomfortable. Anyway, um. So I assume that there's going to be a little of that here. I assume that it's going to be some, like, witty comebacks that, like, don't hold up but are still fun. That's so funny. Um, and there's going to be a lot of references to pop culture that we don't, we no longer understand. And there are going to be flip phones. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's 92? Yeah. Oh, they're going to have the block phones. Yeah. That's going to be fun. So at least one person is going to, like, pull out the antenna on their block phones. <laughs> Um, and then, ooh, ooh, I don't expect to see too many parents because for some reason teenagers don't have parents that are involved in their lives, um, on TV shows because it just costs too much to have them there, you know? Uh, they gotta be cell phone parents. Um, yeah. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm expecting. Are you excited that I'm seeing this? I'm so excited. I hope you like the episode. I think we should dive in. Okay, let's go. Awesome. We'll be back in 10 seconds. Bye. Bye. Bite me. And we're back. Vicola. What's up? How do you feel? Um, I thought it was I thought it was good. I get why people are interested in it and like knowing a little bit I know a little bit more about the story from like friends and stuff, but like a lot of the plot was set up really well here and like all the problems are like now coming to fruition, so it's really great. I, I thought it, I thought it was really good. There are a lot of like plot holes, and you, we were both seeing oh, them. God. Or yeah. there was a lot of like think nonsensical things, like if there's a vampire coming after you, why would you sit there and watch a fight happen? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like you would immediately try to run. But um, and I think it would have still worked out well if they had ran earlier because the scene that they had after is just them stuck with the vampires. So it would have. But I do wonder if that one, if they were like, look, clearly Buffy's the strong one. Buffy's the one to stay next to. Yeah, no, there that doesn't make any sort of sense. 
if somebody is holding off people for you oh, yeah, and true. you're standing there, it feels like you are with, because what if they want to then run? Yeah. So if she's the strong one, I'm assuming she's also fast. That's just the thought of mine. And if she runs and now has to wait for you guys, now she got to fight and run. That seems ridiculous. Yeah. Personally. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, uh, the there was a phone. She did. She pull called it. Vicola called yeah. it. Uh, what was her name? Clementine. Cordelia. Uh, Cordelia. There was she, a great line. Actually, speaking of names, though, there was that great line. They were like, "What kind of name is Buffy?" They're like, "Yeah, Aphrodisia." Isn't that so weird? And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that was really good." And there was a lot of people from shows that I've seen before um, that were in this episode. Like um, Aura is uh, Lynn from Girlfriends, and like. Cordelia is um, in like season two and three of Veronica Mars. It's just really cool to like see people uh, like where they started off. And like some people, this wasn't their first job. Like this was just them, like they were working. Like this, mm-hmm. this was them before they became a household name. Um, kind of just, you know, shooting in the gym. So that was really cool. Really, really cool. And that's a neat thing about watching these shows from the 90s is that you're, like, it's kind of a nice reminder that everyone started somewhere. Yeah. Like, I was telling Nicola, like, in, like, season five, I think it is, um, Amy Adams has a guest star. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, you started, you know, right, kind of where all of us are starting in, you know, the co-star, guest star, working your way up. And so it's it's actually really gratifying to see that and be, like, Okay, you just put in the work. You put in the work and you put in the time. Yeah, yeah. And and it's really cool. I, I did enjoy the plot. I enjoy the way they handle exposition. Mm. Um, because, like, we see it clearly. It is exposition. But um, a lot of it is, like, the... I'm telling you this. Why am I still talking? Like, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, which is really cute. They did have the, like, bad guy explain everything that she <laughs> needed to know right before he was uh, supposedly going to kill her. And then they went to to be continued. Um, which is a thing that um, makes me very happy. Because they freeze-framed on his uh, <laughs> vampire face and was, like, to be continued. Um, so, uh, that's super interesting. Um I get the, I the thing that I didn't realize was I thought that Buffy inherited this from like a line of women in her family but the great part is her mother doesn't even yeah know. so that's that's interesting to then um uh separate yourself from family like that because of a secret to like save the world that's really hard so like that's also like um I think that's a great plot line too to like have the mother not know and the funny thing is is that it kind of by having to keep it a secret from the mom you kind of get the benefit of the dead parent trope and the reason you have like a lot of the dead parent tropes is because you need you need the kid character to be doing something on their own you know without their parents help and so usually they just kill off the parent so in this one it's like no i i have to keep it a secret for her safety so there's like a reason she does this she does have like a mentor in Giles, which is this very clearly follows like the hero's journey. So she gets mm-hmm. like, you know, the call to action is when Giles sees her. Mm-hmm. And you immediately get like the refusal of the call. Immediately. She's like, she's like, no, no, no. I'm I here don't to want be. Any of this. Yeah. She's like, I want to worry about hair and friends and yeah. being cool. Yeah. Like that was really interesting. Cause it was like also what I liked about it is that it wasn't coming from a shallow place. She was like, I did the Slayer thing. And she was like, and it literally ruined my life. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm always 
literally fighting for survival. I yep. have no friends. Like, yep. I can't tell my mom anything. I'm ruining my mom's life because mm-hmm. she gets, she it's burns down her old school's gym. gym because it was full of vampires, but she can't <laughs> tell her mom that. Yeah. So all her mom knows is that she has, like, this delinquent daughter who got expelled yeah. and forced them to relocate. Um, so I thought that was really interesting and really um, endears you to the character because you're like, oh, my God, you're a 16-year-old girl who can't be 16. Yeah. Yep. And that's, you know, that's really interesting. And then, you know, Giles is obviously the mentor. Mm-hmm. Something that they end up calling her little group of friends the Scoobies. Do they really? Yeah. That's cute. The Scooby gang. Sm- oh my gosh. And they have a Velma. Yep. Like, oh my gosh. And they just like really call cute. themselves that. And then something that is really called out a lot in this show, and you heard it a little bit in the episode, but they were like, one of the interesting things about kind of the world of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is that. Joss Whedon very much just, like, made up a 90s language. Like, Mm. people watching it, they're like, yeah, it feels dated and cool. They're like, but no one said that stuff. Like, Negley. Yes. You know? Okay, cool. Because I was like, maybe I missed this time, or maybe it's hot, people think. (laughs) But, like, I I was like, I've never heard any of this language before. And that's honestly why I didn't bring it up, because I was like, I just didn't grow up in those that type of neighborhood. So maybe this was something... That, like, this is how people spoke in that time. But that is super interesting that it was so ingrained in the... Uh, I'm going to give that that credit to the actors because, like, it didn't seem foreign mm-hmm. for them. So, like, they did a great job making it seem like this was regular vernacular that we use. Um, so that's great. That's really cool. And you know what's funny? Something I have heard before is, like, you know, Joss Whedon used to get a lot of credit. I know some stuff has, like, come out lately. But he did used to get a lot of credit for writing females well. Um, and they were like, yeah, it's weird. He seems to, like, get the voice and get the vibe. And someone was like, I mean, no, he kind of just invented a language. Like, yeah. and, and that's, and in a weird way, that's a good workaround. Like, yeah. like, I'd rather you invent, like, a new hip way of talking than, like, write all your girl characters like this. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's, like, a weird, um, trade-off but I, I actually think in this case it worked it set Buffy apart from the other shows on TV mm-hmm. um it I also think anytime you can I mean and obviously like I was not the watching age when this came out so like you, you know I, I watched it years later mm-hmm. but I think anytime that you can put something unique and different in your show that people then can mimic in real life. Like oh, I'm yeah. sure some of that got picked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's a good way. Honestly, that's just like a good marketing tool. <laughs> truly, truly like fetch. We still say fetch. Yes. Everyone knows where that's from. And even if you don't, you're like, Oh, this is, that's this a is ridiculous <laughs> word. And it's like, that's exactly what it was in the mood. Like we, they knew it. Like uh, Tina Fey knew what she was doing and like played into that. So, um, that's yeah, such a good point. I think that's fantastic because it is one of those things, like even like little stuff, like I was thinking like they had a lot of good plan and payoffs. I want to think about my hair and like, well, what clothes I'm going to wear and being a teenager. And then her immediately like at the club being like, oh, that's a vampire. Why do you think that's a vampire? Because obviously their hair and their clothes are not of this. Like, did I not tell you this is what I've been doing? <laughs> you know what it reminded me of a little bit? That scene there reminded me a little bit of Legally Blonde, about using what other people think is shallow uh-huh. and, you know, silly, but if you actually like it, and, and using that as your strength. So, you exactly. know, Legally Blonde, it's the whole, she couldn't have murdered or she must have murdered her because she couldn't have been taking a shower Shower. she had a perm yes whereas this one was no i'm a young teenage girl i know fashion he's dressed 30 years too late Late, yeah like 
he, he's a vampire. Yeah. Um, so that was funny. And yeah, you're right. There was really good plans and payoffs, like the conversation with Willow. Um, Buffy has this whole thing. It's like, you need to seize the moment. Mm-hmm. And of course, poor Willow, the first time she tries to talk to a guy, he's really interested in her because he's a vampire and yeah. he's trying to lure her out. So those were really, really good. Yeah. And David Boreanaz was in this one. He was in this episode. He was he in He introduced it. himself. Give me your thoughts. About David Boreanaz? Yeah, I'm just curious. He's a good actor. I love him. I'm, oh. I'm in love with him. Okay. <laughs> I just, you know, I just wanted to see if you also thought he was attractive or if that was... Um, he, he looks like, you know, he rode, um, like, rode. Oh, oh, like, like boat rode. Boat rode. I was like, are you about to say he looks like he rode in on a horse? No, <laughs> no. He could have, though, and I wouldn't have been surprised. Um, he does, he just looks like a younger version of himself now. He's a handsome man. He's very handsome. I understand. I'm a big fan of that um, face. Yeah. He's a handsome man. I get it. I get the sex appeal. He's like speaking in the low voice, mm. and he's like, "I'm gonna give you these three things of information." Oh, and he's doing the sassy thing of like, "I'm a friend. I didn't say I was yours." I was like, "That is so quintessentially like high school negging. flirting." Yeah, yeah. It's nagging. It's <laughs> it is. You know what? I used to be so like. I used to literally because you know the opening sequence they'll do all the like leads. So you know mm-hmm. uh, Sarah Michelle Geller, Allison Hannigan. And then I used to, like, watch, missed the first few minutes of every episode because I would be watching for, you know, guest starring David Morianis. Oh, nice. Okay. And then I remember my mom was so excited for me because she was like, Julia, they added his name to the credits. And I think it was together season two or three. And I was like, yes. That upgraded to that series regular. Yes. Angel. No, I actually, this one... I was telling Bacola, I think I've seen this pilot about four or five times, which is actually a lot for me. I don't like rewatching stuff usually, but I think this is the one show that I feel like I have showed a lot of people. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, you start with the pilot. I do have one little embarrassing confession is there is this, like, episode in Angel in the spinoff series mm-hmm. where, like, Buffy comes and, like, visits him and they get, like, he, he like, had fallen under the spell that, like, made him human, and they could, like, be together for this episode, and then at the end of it, like, to, like, lift the spell, um, she ends up forgetting the whole day, but, like, he doesn't, and me and my friend Nikki, who I also got really into the show, are just sobbing. It's, like, a Tuesday. Like, you know what I mean? It's a Tuesday, and we are watching Buffy have to leave Angel, (laughs) we're just crying. So, like, and I will say, this show does a really good job of being very funny, and then getting randomly very emotional mm. especially in later seasons and um you you didn't meet him in this episode which i thought you would so i was surprised but there's another vampire spike oh um, i've heard of spike and he the angel spike is kind of the precursor of edward jacob like you Got know it. it's very much the yeah. like they both are problematic but they're also both good for you which one is she you know which one's she gonna go and so every time it's a lot of times when you meet a buffy fan you get like, oh, are you Team Angel or Team Spike? I'm Team Angel. My mom loves Spike. Oh, my mom's Team Spike. Catherine. Catherine. <laughs> Spike. Um, also, Buffy has a musical episode, which is oh, so honestly that is so good. So like, I have some of the music good. on my iPod. Really? Like, it's so good. Are I mean, they all singing? Yes, not all of them should be. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> but like that. you know, but um, that's cool. It's really good. Yeah, so that's a good one to watch too. But oh. This is what I was going to ask you. You had mentioned, um, you were, we were watching it 
and you just went, oh, you can very much tell that this show was made 30 years ago, and then you didn't elaborate, so I'm giving you the oh, floor now. <laughs> no, like, just just the way she's talking to this stranger who ends up being her, like, teacher mentor, Giles. Oh, like, that was weird. Th- you know what I mean? Like, just that conversation, and I, I, like, they just were so comfortable immediately, and he's obviously... Uh, at least a decade older than her. Oh, oh, minimum. He, oh, two. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, he's probably like thirty six, and she's sixteen in the show. You know what I mean. It's just the the way people are communicating with each other. The like mean girl trope with Cordelia. Like it's just so of that time. You yes. Know what I mean? Oh, definitely the mean That's girl what stuff. I mean. That like you know what I mean. It's just so. It's just so blatantly obvious of that time, and it's not a bad thing. It's just like oh, we wouldn't. Also, we wouldn't write this show now. Like, this show, I don't think, would get sold. That pilot would not have gotten made the way it was made now. Because, plot hole, there's a dead body in the building. Everyone's still at school. They left the dead body by itself and covered it with a random sheet. Where's the coroner? Where's the police? Yeah. Where's the people, the kids' parents? Nothing. Like, they, like, it's just, like, little stuff that, like, technically, they were, they were in classes, so that's really good. I hate watching teen movies where, like, they don't go to school, but they all magically graduate on time. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I was in school all the time. Yes. Most of my childhood memories are of gray buildings. Like, what are you talking about? When do you have time to do everything else in the world? But, like, yeah, like, now you would go into a writer's room and be like, okay, guys, we have to figure out how she sneaks into the... Another piece of the plot would have been how she gets to the body to even see that he got bitten. You know what I mean? Um, Another piece would be, like, getting... Well, no, they actually did show that. Remember they showed her breaking open the door? Yes, to show her strength. But there, I, not just that, which was great. <laughs> Another uh, plant and payoff where I was like, oh, she, like I said it too. I was like, oh, she's really strong. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But just like little stuff, like the body fell on that poor girl. We're not going to watch her be traumatized and talk to the principal. Don't get me wrong. We don't need to, but like. It felt very skipped over. It felt very skipped. It was like, where's the body? Oh, yeah, Jim is canceled because they found a body. Jim is canceled? Not school? Are we going to have a freaking, like, uh, a... Lockdown? A lockdown? Is someone planning a freaking memorial for this kid? Nothing? Um, So, like... Yeah, that that felt it felt almost too normal. Death felt yes. almost too normal in this place. And, and you know what? It wasn't until I started writing stuff that I even noticed that because mm. I was I was telling Bacola, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that no one's panicking about the dead body." And I was like, "And I only noticed that because I have, you know, in in the pilot I was writing, I have a dead body show up like on the edge of town." And I was getting the notes I was getting was, oh, you know, the people aren't scared enough. They're not worried enough. Mm-hmm. And so then to watch, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's so true. And then to go back and watch Buffy where they have a literal dead person on campus and the kids are, like, eating lunch. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. I see now. Yeah. I see how ridiculous it is it, to have no panic. It, it, truly. And it is like, the thing is, how the characters react show you what, like, what type of people this like you're building a whole world so because they didn't react i'm thinking oh crazy shit like this happens all the time yeah but then like they even went the, the whole thing they were like oh it's a small town nothing happens so it's like they kind of, it should have been a much bigger, bigger, bigger deal. deal you know what i mean and and uh, and the way it seems like it won't be a bigger deal later like we probably forget about this kid it's yes. the pilot yes you know what i mean 
this is just to set up the thing of like, oh, Darla is a vampire. You know what I mean? And that was a great opening scene. They have mm-hmm. like Darla looking oh, like fantastic. this like innocent girl who's like, you know, a, a kind of smarmy guy is like getting her to like sneak into a, a high school and she's like, no, I'm really uncomfortable. And he's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. She was like, oh my God, did you hear something? He's like, no, it's nobody. She was like, okay, good. And then eats him. Yeah. Fully just devours him, <laughs> which I think is fantastic. I think. That was such a great way to be like, trust no one. It was like, yeah, it was a good way to be like, this is the world you're about to enter mm-hmm. into. The blonde, cute ones, not so safe. Not like, so safe, <laughs> truly. And you know, the other like small, cute one is a is a full on slayer. Yeah. So like, you, you know, it, it's it is a cool um, world to enter into. It's a cool subversion of expectations too. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, it would have been so easy to be like, oh yeah, it's gonna be the guy, and then we're you know, yeah. um, that's gonna be the vampire. And this one did have scary vampire face. Which yeah. Is, that's that's always fun to see, kind of like how they do it. There's this. There's a strange, it almost looks like they took, like, the brow bone and the cheekbone and, like, jutted, jutted them out. Yeah. And smushed them down and jutted them out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that must have not been fun for prosthetics. Oh, no. But, it, it like, like the, uh, now I know the vampires because they look like vampires. Yes. Like, immediately. Immediately. I don't know why um, it made me laugh so hard that one of the vampires' name was Luke. You were just like, I love that his name was Luke. It was and just was so, like, okay. you have Angel and Darla and like later on, you know, Spike. Like they always have these cool names. Yeah, it's like I'm Luke. Luke. <laughs> That's why his mama named him. Dang. Um, he must be a new vampire. <laughs> <laughs> or a really old one. Luke is such an old name, isn't it? I don't know. Lucas? Maybe it's a new name. I don't know. No, Luke, Luke in from the, the Bible. Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jeez. How many Bible studies have we went to? We couldn't remember that. Jeez Louise. Um, but, uh. I told you I used to draw mustaches on the people in my catechism book. Oh my gosh. I got dude. in trouble. Yeah, that makes sense. My mom was like, can you pay attention? <laughs> I was like, no. It's like, uh, but this is so much more fun. I was like, I'm um, being artistic. <laughs> this is what I'm doing now. Oh, uh, there was neck biting, but we didn't get to see it. <gasps> yeah. So that's interesting. So uh, that makes sense. Because it was on network television. This is not a Habo show, HBO. <laughs> yeah, this is like a regular, regular, like, at four, you could have turned it on and it could have been on yeah, TV. Yeah, but live, I feel like I mean? CW, I mean, you know, this this was the precursor to the CW and I feel like mm-hmm. the CW is very racy right now. Yeah, they would do neck biting. Yeah, now they would do neck biting. I don't know if WB would. Was this back when they had the frog? I think so. I don't know. Oh, I'm not even 100% Asian sure myself. it was WB. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it was, but... Okay. Um, Asian myself. You know why I think I know that was WB? Because I think I was... You know how they're always telling actors, like, make lists of shows you want to be on. And I think I was trying to, like, figure out which networks I wanted to be on. So I think I, like, looked up Buffy and then I was like, this doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not in this form. Oh, um, not in this form. That's yeah, exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, um, but no, I love this show. I... It was... Um, when I heard, like, the opening sequence, like, it it felt like, it felt like comfort. Like, mm. I have a very specific memory of watching this movie, or this show, just, like, curling up on the couch with this, like, crocheted blanket, like a great aunt of mine made, and just being like, oh, like, I'm cozy, I have a good show, like, I got some popcorn, mm-hmm. like, it's just a very, it was just, like, a very comforting thing. I was like, people getting killed, and I'm loving it. <laughs> it this show, this show gets dark, though. Mm. Um, the show gets dark, and then actually, this I haven't, I hadn't seen this before, and I don't know if maybe it's more popular now. But so it ended, and then 
they continued the series. They extended it through graphic novels. Oh, cool. Yes, that does happen. That yeah. happened with Hero. Oh, also. okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I liked the graphic novels that I saw. Um, it was hard to, like, get my hands on them because I was, like, trying to get them, like, through the library. So that kind of, like, made it die off. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't really like how the show ended. So, like, I wasn't completely trying to into the, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I won't give it away because maybe we'll watch it sometime. But I was like, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. This is a lot. I don't, I don't like it. Because also my problem is, is, like, I'm that person who, like, if I'm reading a book and they introduce a new character, I'm like, oh, I gotta get used to you now. Like, I don't like <laughs> new characters. Like, it takes me so long to, like, warm up to someone. <laughs> and, like, I also think that's why I didn't, like, uh, I didn't ever really get into the Angel spinoff because I was like, no, what I liked about Angel was his relationship with Buffy. So, so then to, like, start so this whole thing with all bit. these different characters. And I think also it was, like, weird. It was, like, Angel and Cordelia. Like, that's what the spinoff yeah, yeah, yeah. is. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not feeling that. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so funny. I'm really not. Okay. Um, but I know it's so interesting with the with TV shows because they're, they're shorter. So it's like I feel like we have much less to talk about. Let's do the checklist and then we can wrap it up. But like the checklist, there was neck biting ish. There, yes, but we didn't get to see it. It was the double puncture holes in the neck. Um, you had to drink blood from the vampire as well as uh have the vampire drink your blood to turn into a vampire. Yes, which we do see a lot. Um, there, um, they they didn't show it per se, but they heavily hinted that crosses are going to be a deterrent. Yes, because um, Angel gave uh, Buffy a cross, a silver, a silver cross. cross. That's a good one. Oh, um, she has a stake in her purse, yeah. as one does at school. She is prepared. Um, you know? Um, but, but no, we didn't get any garlic or holy water. No garlic and or holy no water. And no entering thing. But they weren't entering anyone's home, so there wasn't really yeah. a chance to. But there was a daytime. Like, I didn't see any of the vampires during the day. Yes. I don't know if that's a thing in this series, though. No daytime. Um, I, no, it's not. I'm, def- I'm pretty sure that burns them. Oh, my God. I guess it's been it's been yeah. so long, and we've watched so many uh-huh. between <laughs> the last time I watched this and now. <laughs> Um, that I actually can't even, I'm pretty sure though. They seem, they seem pretty, um. It was, it seemed nighttime oriented for the vampires. Yeah. Because like they were saying that they're not in school. And I feel like if you're trying to infiltrate and, and have people feel comfortable with you and like, um, kind of like, oh, yes. you, you know, you would stay, you would go to school. Like the Collins. Yes. Like the Collins. <laughs> I didn't bring it up, and I didn't say that. Um, you heavily insinuated. I was actually thinking about Vampire Diaries because, oh. yeah, because it's another TV show I'm that so I was trying, trying to compare to. <laughs> but you know, whatever. Mm. I really wasn't thinking about the cause. I was thinking about um, uh, Nina. I believe that. Yeah, because I'm I'm watching her movie. I'm in the middle of watching her movie on Netflix. Which movie? It's called Love Something or Another with the hot guy from Never Have I Ever and the um, the, the Darren Barnett. Yes, yes, yes sign yep, yep. me up. Yeah, he's adorable in it, and he's playing someone his own age, so that's really nice for him. Congratulations, my friend. I don't know what that feels like, but congratulations. Um, I played a 14 year old yesterday. Did so. you really? Yeah, oh well, Julia. yeah, Romeo and Juliet. Okay, that's right. That's right. Um, uh, but yeah, so I, like, we would have to see more to see if they hit more of those things, but we got so much plot Mm -hmm. and so little time and they did it really well. They did the, um, the exposition really well. And I'm, that's kudos to the actors. You know what it is? It's Um, because they didn't shy away from the camp. 
It's exactly what you were saying, where she was like, they did the campiness of exposition, exposition, exposition. Why, Why am I, I saying this? this? Like, yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was fantastic. Um, they had some good jump scares, but not too much where I would be like, uh-uh, I'm out of here, the devil. Um, <laughs> but it was just enough to be like, oh, I'm interested. And yes, I was focused. Please stop yelling at me. Um, like, edge of your seat. Like, I know something's going to happen. happen. Yeah. I'm waiting for it to happen. What I really liked about the show, the world of the show, too, is, and, and I know you mentioned, you brought up to me how problematic it is, but again, like, that went over my head when I was 17, mm-hmm. is there's this nightclub called The Bronze, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god, that looks so cool, you can just go, you dance, there's live music, and mm-hmm. then Bacola was like, there are grown adults in there. Yeah. No one checked ID, she handed him a bill that could have been a one or a five, um, no one checked, uh, like, security part, like, you know what I mean? Like, we went out last night, and the first thing I did was look around for the exits, mm. and then ask the bouncer, where are the exits? And he was like, this is an entrance. And I was like, Carrie, and Carrie was like, if there's a fire, they'll let us out. I was like, what if there's a fight? What if there's a blah, blah, blah? And she was like, look around. And I was like, you're right. Um, yeah, like it was, it was, but anyway, this is not, it wasn't a teen club. No. This was just a, like, it was just a club that let anybody, anybody in. So it was these 16 year olds and the freaking librarian shows up <laughs> at the same club and no one had a problem with it. We're this. like Giles who shouldn't have been able to get in. Like, you know what I mean? And Giles looks like a grown man. Like he looks like someone's father. Like if he came in there and was like, yo, I'm here to pick up my dad behind kid understandable but like he's just here waiting for this 16 year old to try to convince her to yeah, he start was like, I risking you'd her be life here. <laughs> yeah he's like convincing this 16 year old to risk her life again and again every weekend in secrecy with him like when I describe it like that it sounds bad when you watch it it's not that bad <laughs> Um, you just made it sound like an illicit affair. I know. It, it sounds terrible, but oh premise-wise, it's not. It really isn't. Um, and I'm, and I'm, I, that was a joke. But like, <laughs> it, it, yeah, the, the club was a problem. And I, I like. Whereas I, like, when I watched it the first time, I was like, oh, I wish there was something like this. Oh, definitely. When I was 17, like the live music, just the place to gather. Yeah. And just but, like hang out. But you're like, right. It definitely, the reality of it is you would go, there'd be like old men who'd be like, so are you in high school? And you'd be like, ew, come on. Yeah, but that's exactly what happened when we went out last night. What? Yeah. Like, do you not look around at the, the, there's like younger men, but there's a lot of older men. And I'm like, you could have went to a lounge where women your age in appropriate shoes would have been. I feel like everyone there that was older was like with their spouse. No, there was oh, a bunch really? of, yeah, there was like an influx of like a lot of dudes that were just like, uh, and then they all left at like, I swear like 1.30, it was very funny. I was, But that's because I was like, I'm looking for these things. And when you're just like, you like you guys want to have fun. And I was just like, I'm checking the exits. I'm making sure we're not getting kidnapped. She was looking for someone over 30 and employed. I was not looking for anyone. My friend asked, what's your type? I said, over 30 and employed. And she was like, oh, yeah, you're probably not going to find that here. <laughs> you get one you get the other. You get one And I was like, this is why I hate the club. The very thing that you wanted in the what's the name of this? The bronze. The bronze is what you got last night. That's true. That's exactly what Except it I couldn't get in there at seventeen. That's and that isn't that wonderful that Probably. you don't get hit on by a seventeen year old that is in the true. middle of a Saturday night. That is true. Because they also they take one look at me and they also think I am seventeen. Yes, exactly. Oh, so you know what I mean? Like I you know, separation by age I'm okay with, you know. <laughs> in that sense, seriously, in I that agree. sense. Just to protect all parties involved. But um 
which will obviously not matter because like even the old dude that rose up out of a sea of like blood (laughs) was like bring me something young yeah Nicole literally looked at me she was like see they don't change they don't change ew um so then it was like ooh, let me get you some young shoulder (laughs) and it was yeah and it was um now what will be Buffy's crew, which is cool. Buffy's crew, yeah, and I know they survive because they're they're a series. The series and right. they're way more episodes. <laughs> but this ain't Game of Thrones where nobody's contract is safe. <laughs> Not one person's contract is safe on Game of Thrones. I don't understand. Oh my gosh! Like you truly don't know if you're gonna survive That's the episode. So funny, isn't that incentive to work hard? Oh my god! You're like, will I be sent home today? Um, will this be the day I just lay down? If I'm a like, good boy, will you keep my character? Will you keep my character? Anyway, um, dead. Uh, but yeah, this was really cool. It was super interesting. I get why you like it. Mm-hmm. I get, um, I get, I, you know, it's funny. I don't get why Nikki likes it yet, but I get why you like it. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, as it goes on, it does, it does a really good job of doing the like, we're going to use the metaphor of monsters to explore real life issues. Okay, so then that's probably exactly, yeah. and he says stuff like that all the time. Yeah. So like, that's exactly what it is. But like, you did I, not get that in this first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the first one, no, it really. But I understand it's fully set up, and I, like they set it up so well that I'm like, oh, stuff is about to hit the fan. Yeah. And you're right, you just get thrown into the world. Yeah, I love that. I love that they automatically threw us into the world, and they just assumed we know we knew what was going on, and then gave us the information we needed but realized that they were like why would i need to give you this information you're already part of the world yes like it's so it's such a delicate balance so like kudos kudos um, to the camp kudos to the camp um but yeah it was really great i enjoyed it i loved it i i've always will <laughs> and yeah yeah is that it yeah i think oh so my gosh look at us heck yes i'm so excited that Nicole. oh also um we didn't have a guest today because we are doing this at like nine in the morning so yeah we didn't make anyone else come do that with us today yeah. um thank you guys so much for listening thank you, you can follow us on instagram at bite me the podcast yes, you can yeah. email us if you are feel so inclined at bite me the podcast at gmail.com and Bite Me is brought to you by Players, Performers, and Portrayers. You can learn more at playersperformersandportrayers.com. Yay! Bye! Bye.